grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message. <laughs> Sorry about that. Good morning. This is Stephanie Winslow, and so great to be with you this morning on Cup of Hope. Um, just lift up your cup with me if you've got one. If not, just raise your hands and let's ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill us up today with the hope that you have in store for us? through the power of your word. God is so faithful. He is so, so faithful. Um, this book of Nehemiah has been such an inspiration to me personally, uh, such a reminder of what can happen when we put our whole self into something that God is calling us and asking us to do, that we can trust him to provide the resources that are needed, the help that is needed to, to surround us with the right um, influences and uh, the right relationships to help accomplish this task ahead of us. Um, and I want you, if you could, just pause for a minute and think about in your life, what is the maybe the biggest dream that you've that you've had? The thing that you said, if if I could do one thing in my life what would that be? And maybe you are actually living out that dream. Maybe you are uh, participating in, in it right now or taking steps toward accomplishing that goal or that dream for you in your life. Um, if this is you or if you can't think of a big dream that you might have, um, one, I challenge you to get one. <laughs> Two, uh, think about something that's just, it's just taken a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to accomplish this the task that was laid out before you. Think about that thing, and then let's say you, you went through the task, you accomplished it, and if this is some dream that you have far off in the future that you're thinking, I just need to take one, one next step today, some ne one next step to today, what am I gonna do to, to get one step closer to that big dream? Either situation, let's think about, pause, what does it feel like to make it to the other side? What does it feel like after you've, you've um, really pressed into to a job, you've worked hard, you've been tirelessly pursuing this thing, and, and now it's all complete. It's like an artist who, who spent hours, you know, like uh, Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel and then being able to stand on the on ground and just be amazed at all that he had accomplished. That feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of, holy cow, I can't believe that God allowed this thing to happen in and through me. I can't believe I had the strength to do this. How did I persevere? And you kind of even doubt, like, did that just happen? Um, I think those moments in our lives is like this moment for Nehemiah and the Israelites that they participated in a very significant event. Not only the, the hard manual labor that it took, the, the camaraderie that was required, the teamwork that was required to rebuild this wall of the city of Jerusalem, and then rebuilding the city, re-inhabiting the city, starting all over for a lot of people, people saying, yes, I choose, to come and, and relocate my life and be a part of this new established city that once was a great thriving heartbeat of our, our Jewish culture. And now we're going to 
we're going to invest in that again. People sent money and animals and provided things for the, for the people living in this city. And all of these things have to work and fit together. And then on the other side of that, the accomplishment of the thing that you have worked so hard for, what does it feel like? Are you that person who, who just says, okay, well, that was cool, and then turns the page and moves on to the next thing? I can tend to be that person. I can tend to be like, okay, when I'm in it, I'm all in it, right? And I'm, I'm trudging ahead. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get this thing in front of me completed. And then when I get to that line and it's, and it's actually done, I can just, oh, like look, turn back, look back. Oh, that was, that was great. Yippee. And then move on to the very next thing. What's the next step I want to take? What's the next thing I need to do? What's, who's the next, you know, um, who's the next person I want to help or, or whatever the thing is, um, that's in front of me to get me to that next, uh, thing that I'm trying to accomplish instead of pausing and soaking and celebrating celebrating, praising God, thanking God for all that he allowed to happen. Every piece that he allowed to orchestrate and fit together in order for this huge task to be accomplished, this huge goal to be achieved. That is what I see the Israelite people and Nehemiah doing in chapter 12. Chapter 12 is where they demonstrate to us as God's people, how to celebrate, how to give thanksgiving toward God, how to just pause and remember, not even as an an isolated person for an event that one person accomplished, but this was a, a task that an entire community worked together toward, toward accomplishing and, and building that wall. And so now we see them celebrating together. So I have two, before we get in, two things for you to think about. One, what is that thing, that goal, that passion that's in your heart and you think, Ugh, and you want to second guess it. You want to second guess the vision that God has put in your head. You want to say, mm, that's really cool, God, but all these things, like, is that really possible? Am I really, am I really um, qualified? Am I really called to do that? All these things just don't make sense because it means I have to adjust so much in my life. I can tell you that do not let go of the vision that God has put in your heart. It is there for a reason and it is something that he wants to do through you. Don't let go of it. Don't discount it. Yes, you may not know every step to get there, but God does. And in a moment, he can orchestrate things. In a moment, he can bring things together. And he has done that for me in a huge way this week. Um, something that I have been praying about for a few years. This last year, pretty like consistent. Even last fall when we did the draw the circle, the circle maker study, this was one thing that I was have been praying about. God doing something in my life with the vision that he's planted deep inside of me to help bring healing and restoration to family, to help families have purpose and, and understand the importance of legacy and relationship. 
And this vision that God has put on my heart, he took me like 20 steps down the road this week. Things that I, on my own, could never, ever orchestrate. All in one moment. And it's a reminder to me, just as I'm reading this, that how am I going to respond to that? Am I going to do what I normally do and just hop on to the next thing? Or am I going to pause and celebrate and thank God, sing with praises uh, before God, uh, tell people about all that God has done and these things that I've been holding and praying for that are now just unfolding before my eyes without me doing anything. It's like it is all God, all God. And that's what I love the most is he does things in our life that are impossible because he understands that's how he gets the glory. And he gets the glory when we recognize and realize that it's not about us. It's about him and his power, his, um, his work in us. He wants so much good for us. He doesn't just plant the vision in your heart just like as a teaser of something that could be, oh, that wouldn't be nice. No, he gives you that, that little nugget, that little seed planted deep inside of your soul and your heart so that you will begin to get excited about it. You will begin to cultivate it. You will begin to see things around you that point to that same thing that confirm that vision in your heart and your mind. And I want to read a verse to you from this chapter. So this chapter of, of 12 of Nehemiah is all about praise. They, they recount all of the, the, the leaders of the Israelites from the time they left the ex exile in Babylon to now. So that the Levites, the leaders of the priests and all those things, they're, the first 26 verses are all about that. Then we get into this part about um, celebrating and thanksgiving and praise. And they orchestrate two choirs, two huge choirs that are called Thanksgiving choirs. As Thanksgiving is coming up like this, I have been thinking about this. What does this actually look like? What if we had a Thanksgiving choir all the time uh, just to continually remind us as we go into our churches or um, even just in our homes of playing this music of Thanksgiving? What does it look like? What would it sound like? What would it look like to have these two choirs marching around the very top of the walls? that were just built and the music that would be playing. So let me read this verse to you. This is verse 43. It said, On that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great cause for rejoicing. Has God given you great cause for rejoicing? We have air in our lungs, breath in our lungs. We have a roof over our head. We have food on our table. We have a, a job to go to, we, we are provided for, we have things to be doing, a family to surround us, whatever it is, the blessings that God has given you are cause for great rejoicing. The wives and the children rejoice too. From far away, the joyful celebration of Jerusalem was heard. From far away, the rejoicing of Jerusalem was heard. How far away can people hear your rejoicing? How far can people hear your rejoicing and thanksgiving? 
It would be like going to these, you know, the, the World Series games and people just like sitting in the stands. Like how often are we that person in our own lives or where God is doing these amazing things in front of us and we are just, mm, go get them, tiger. You know, like not engaging and not celebrating, not understanding how incredibly uh, beautiful what God is doing in our lives is. And we don't give him the, the thanks that he is due. We don't rejoice the way that that we should be rejoicing because we just get complacent. We get complacent and we almost get this this jaded view of if it's not like up here spectacular, amazing 100% of the time, then it's not worth celebrating. And that is wrong. It is false. There are times in our lives when God does just blow our socks off with how he moves and works and what he brings together and what he orchestrates and how he opens doors and how he closes doors and how he gives us the tools and the wisdom and the insight that we need to do the things that he's asking us to do. Those blow your socks off moments. I pray that we have do a great job of rejoicing and giving God the thanksgiving that he deserves. But even in the middle of the everyday, the things that are seemingly just mundane every day, Monday through Monday through Sunday, you know the the want 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 times of life, uh, the getting up in the morning, the 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 getting dressed, the having breakfast, spending time with with family, whatever it is that that is happening in your life. What if we took this thing, this life that we had, this this day that we had, this moment that we had? and shifted our focus and entered into it with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of rejoicing, saying, God, you are so good. Thank you that I have this day. Thank you that I had this moment with my family. Thank you that I had this moment with my friends through this cup of hope message, through FaceTime, that we have this, even the ability through technology to do this. We get to meet together through podcasts. It's incredible that we get to have these kind of relationships of teaching and learning and sharing what we're going through and uplifting one another. And when I hear back from you that how God has moved in your lives and the things that he has done, how, how you have stepped out in boldness and obedience, that blesses my heart so much. And I just have to thank God, thank God that that he's using this little platform, this little platform of cup of hope to change your heart, to change the way you think about something today. That he's setting you possibly on a brand new trajectory because of this little thing that I said, yes, God, and watch him bless the things that you say yes to, the things that he is asking you to step into obediently. And when you say yes, when you don't lose sight of that vision, when you, when you uh, press in and you ask him, God, what does this mean? What should I do with this thing that you've put down deep in my heart, in my soul? What am I supposed to do with it? And then trust him. Trust him. Give him thanks for it. Even as a baby seed that's just been planted, give him thanks for it. There's a verse that talks about it is 
Paul who plants the seed, Apollos watered it, but it is God who causes the things to grow. So whether you are in a planting phase of life or a watering phase of life, recognize that it is God who does the growing. It is God who does the growing. It is God who makes the things come together. It is God who opens the doors. It is God who will move in your life abundantly and measurably more than you can ask or imagine. Trust him with it. Thank him for it. Thank him even before he gives you an answer. Thank him for it. Claim the things, the promises that he's written to you in his love story called the Bible. Claim them for your life and for your family. They're yours. He wrote them for you. He wrote them for you and for your family and for the generations that are coming after you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for this book of Nehemiah, God, and I thank you for this specific chapter that teaches us what it looks like to sing your praises, to, to be so thankful. And God, I just thank you that we don't have to even wait to get to the opposite side, to the other side of a great accomplishment or task to begin worshiping you and praising you. We can do that here and now, even before we have an answer, even before the job is, is put in our hands, even before the thing is completed. We can praise you and thank you because we know that with you, all things are possible. With you, you will make a way where there seems to be no way. With you, you will say, we can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for us because you are at work in our hearts and our minds and our lives, God. I thank you for this today, Father, that, that we have the ability to sit before you and worship and honor you and praise you. And God, I pray that you would give us the boldness to shout it from the mountaintops, your goodness, to proclaim your goodness in our lives, to proclaim all that you have done in our lives, to celebrate, live in the, victor the victorious moments of our lives. Even marking a line in the sand, building that Ebenezer so we do not forget your faithfulness. I thank you, God, for all of this, and may you receive the glory both now and forever. And as this word was sent out, God, may it produce fruit as you water it and you make it grow, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Be blessed, be well, and I will see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye.